0: Welcome back to the show, everybody. Look, you're probably looking at us live right now, or if you're listening on the show and you normally tune in Mondays, it's usually Justin and Chris. You usually hear somebody else's voice talking about how it's money Monday, but today we don't say those things because Chris isn't here. Uh, and we actually have a special guest. You may be familiar with Brian Bogner, but Nate May is with us. Nate is an incredible human being who has done amazing things. He's, the, he's been on the background of so many large influencers. Nate, I'm going to give you a second, man, just to introduce yourself so people know who they're hearing from when we dive into this incredible topic.
1: Well, man, first of all, Justin, it's just uh, happy to be here. Uh, Chris, sorry you're not here. I I, I hope I can fill your seat well for a day. Me and Brian are going to do our best. Um, (laughs) But no, I've been in the self-help space for close to 20 years. I got to start with uh, uh, a guy by the name of John Maxwell, somebody you I know him. He's a leadership speaker and author. And I had a chance to uh, work behind the scenes with him, uh, build a company and help sell it. And then from there, went on to do work with a guy named Jordan Rubin, who was the author of The Maker's Diet, uh, the actual founder of Garden of Life, which is one of the largest whole food Nutritional companies, uh, companies in the world uh, that just sold the Nestle for 1.7 billion. Um, which is not that's a B. Um, but that was and one of my first experiences of leveraging uh content to market other products and services. So, leveraging somebody's intellectual property, thought leadership to actually build a brand uh, around a product like that. And then I can go list goes on, man, but I've, I've been. Uh, um, we were talking about this the other night around the fire, just the, I'm the, of the Gen X generation oh, Brian's a millennial. <laughs> we read an article and we got into this. The point is I've just been in the space a little bit. I mean, I'm 43, father of five. Um, I have an 18 year old, 16 year old, 14 year old, nine year old twins. Um, and so I mean, I'm just do life, be a dad. And then when I get a chance to fly out here, I live in Georgia. Um, I'm born and raised out outside of Chicago, but live in Georgia and I'm yeah. out here in Arizona to hang out with Brian for a few days. So. Yeah, yeah and let's just
0: here. let's let's be honest, Nate. You were hanging out in the hammock all day yesterday, working, <laughs> working real hard.
1: You did see but, that, yes. You, you did see uh, that, yes. No, I was. I, I'm at the you know the Bogart compound. And I I chased the sun all day yesterday. I sat in the hammock, then I sat in a the chair, and then I was on his balcony patio. Chasing the sun all day so um. I
2: I we, I got home and he's like up there just he'd, he'd been outside the whole day I was like good for you buddy good for you <laughs> so we I, uh Nate yeah, and so, Brown. so Nate and I are, are running together on, on a whole variety of things he's actually working with some stuff with us on Winjack. we're really excited to see how that stuff rolls out but uh you know Nate's one, one of those guys he's he's been a long time described as the man behind the curtain and it's been really exciting to see over these last few months where he continues to kind of pull himself out from behind the curtain I'm just going to give two seconds on him and then I think let's jump into the topic because this this guy's got more credibility and and relevance in this space than, than most people I know. But Nate is not only one of the best communicators that I've ever met on the planet, he also has the ability to understand large scale strategy and break it down into small incremental tactical steps. So with like a true entrepreneurial mind, this guy can like literally take a whole concept, break it down, and then systematically structure it, not just in the way that he communicates, but in the way that he builds businesses, the way he gets to people, the way he's landed guests for, for events that they've done, all the things, it, it's just that's how he operates. And the guy's heart is as pure as they come. So we're running together for a whole lot of things. What's the topic we're talking about today, Justin? Why don't you, why don't you tee that up? And then let's, just, let's riff on that for the remaining 25 minutes. Yeah, that uh, obviously,
0: Brian, you do what you do so well that tees it up perfectly, right? Because one of the things people come to me and talk about all the time is they say, Justin, how do you get these big names on your show? How do you build relationships with them? How do you then have them speak at your events and do all those things? And I think that's something that podcasters are really intrigued by. Like, how do I get in the room with these individuals that I for lack of a better term, idolize, right? Uh, and so I want to dive into how does one plug into a network of individuals so you can interview people that are celebrities, higher-end influencers, millionaires, billionaires, so you can truly pick their brains and learn from them. Like, for instance, coming up in a couple weeks, I'm interviewing uh, Heisman Trophy winner and, and Pro Bowler Ricky Williams, right? And so it was really about how do you nurture a certain relationship or know an angle or do all these things. But Nate, I want to throw it to you, man, because there's not many times you're going to be able to be on this show. Um, and somebody who's worked in networks of, of high-end influencers and entrepreneurs, how do you really begin to build those relationships so you can utilize that relationship to get them on stages and stuff like that?
1: Well, I first would, would start with uh, leave your insecurity at the door. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's uh, very important as you're coming up in the game, whatever you want to call it, coming up in the game, working hard, trying to raise your level, bridge the gap, you know, jump the tracks of the S-curve, wherever you're at. I think what's most important is leave your insecurity at the door because um, you have to first before you can talk to people that um, run in bigger circles, tighter circles, make more money. is just know you deserve a seat at the table. Um, and I mean that truthfully. You deserve a seat at the table. You bring something unique to the table. Um, and I and I, I start with that because I think um, as I've had a chance to come from not much to be able to escalate my way up um, just in whatever society or hierarchy. Um People just, they, their BS meter gets better and better. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it does. Yeah. The, the BS meter, as you get a little bit older, it just gets better. You get wiser. Um, so that's what I'd start with first. I know there's some tactical stuff, but I think one of the things I know I'm passionate about as I've gotten older is um, who you are chumps what you've done. Um, and that's something me and Brian about, talk about quite a bit is don't lead with what you've done with these people. Uh, a lot of times that might give you a 30 second um a chance to prove to who you are, but man, just be who you are. People are attracted to like-minded people. People are attracted. And uh, most importantly is um, outside of that is like, whenever you're on the come up, man, if you get around people that don't want your presence um, move on and be good, be okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because a lot of times we take it personal, like as you're trying to break down doors or do unique things, sometimes um, the doors that aren't opening just means there's another door you got to walk through. So just, that's more, I think um, on the, mentality side of it. I think that's w- w- what's going to be yeah. most important, but
2: I want to jump on what you just said though. Cause I think that's like really, really critical. I think there are lots of times in life where to run in cer- certain circles, we feel like we need to change who we are to mm. fit in, right. Yeah. Or we need to modify something about us to play the role that we need to fit. And you know, there, there was periods in my life, like truthfully that that was the case, right? Like there was literally a period in my life where if I didn't have a fully done up custom suit, I didn't fit in the room or at least that's what I convinced myself of, right? I am yeah. convinced at this point in my life, I could have shown up in that room, yeah. not in a fully done up custom suit and probably hung just the same, but that was my own insecurity that I was covering. Yeah. And so to Nate's point, like I think it's, it's a combination of two things. One, you need to make sure that you understand you do deserve a seat at the table. But two, what he said, and he kind of brushed over this, I think this is really, really critical. We all know when we are not being valued at the level that makes us feel good. Yeah. Mm. Nobody deserves to be devalued simply to have a seat at the table, and it happens often, right? And 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 yeah. and you get the BS meter to get more and more clear. But once you're more clear on who you are, and you're way convicted with what value you bring to the table, it's it's not even a discussion of like I need this person. It's like I want to be in this room, but I only want to be in this room if it's alignment with who I am. And so yeah. that's something that I've done a lot over time. I think to also when you when you start thinking about Getting to people that seem like they're difficult to get to. Here's the really cool thing about that. Most people think they're hard to get to, so they never ask. Yeah. Some of the most complicated people to get to are actually some of the easiest people to get to because most people won't ask. So, by the way, when they say like you stand out in that extra mile, taking the initiative to just ask in and of itself. Yeah will often put you into a category of a small percentage of people that are even attempting to actually get to them. So they actually typically have less traffic at the top than most people give credit yeah. to because everybody just assumes, well, I can't get to them. Why would they talk to me? Well, guess yeah. what? A handful of ones that actually reach out typically are the ones who get to them. I know. I mean, so, dude, look at your wall of fame behind you. Like I think you need to riff on this for a second yeah. because you, I mean, dude, you've had some of the tops of the tops of the tops. You've had giants on your shows. You've had legends on your shows. So why don't you break down what you've done? Because, Justin, that's one of the things I'm always impressed about. Not only do you get to these people, not only do you position yourself with these people, not only do you find a way to convince them that your show is worth going on, but you also maintain relationships with these folks.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, So much of what you guys have said is insanely valuable, right? Like, know your worth. Like, know who you are when you approach them, right? And to take that a step further is don't put them on a pedestal. I you know I talk to these individuals individuals all the time like an Ed Milet, right who he goes the craziest thing about you Justin is that it's just me and you talking whereas most people come at me and they want something or they think that I'm immediately going to add value into their life just because of who I am and so they put them on this pedestal and they almost play fanboy or fan girl um depending on who it is they're looking at and they're not able to build that authentic relationship with that individual right Like you said yeah. a lot of these people don't get reached out to um I got Ricky Williams through Instagram. I literally messaged the guy on Instagram and I sent him a very genuine message. And I said, I love what you're talking about when it comes to mental health. Would love to have that conversation on my podcast. Immediately he replied and said, yep, email my team. Here's the email address. They'll schedule it. And within 37 minutes, it was scheduled, you know, on my calendar. And I think that's
2: really important. I don't want to derail you, but I do want to at least acknowledge. Sometimes it does take more than one try.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. It, it A lot of times it is more than one try. It's that yep. consistent like, hey, let me let me keep popping into this inbox. Right. So you're going to message somebody. They may read it. Like I've been left on read many times. But, you know, two weeks later, you hit a map. And, hey, just following up on this. And what ends up happening, just like anything else, is like how you're presenting yourself on social media, how your brand is presented, how you're really showing up, they're noticing that. Like if they read your message, nine times out of 10, they're clicking on your, on your profile and going, there what's going on here? Who, have, yeah. who are they connected to? Who are the people that are following them? What's their engagement? Are, do they look like they're genuine, right? And again, you guys talk about that BS meter. My BS meter goes off immediately when somebody reaches out to me and they just want something. So I would say even, and Brian, I know you can talk to this too, so I want to throw it back to you, but lead with value, lead with giving and not taking, and that's going to change the game.
2: Yeah. So yes, uh, you know, you've heard me riff on this before, Justin. I mean, at this point in my life, right? I mean, many of you have heard me say that I'm on a mission to impact a billion lives. That's not going to happen one-to-one, right? Like Nate's going to be a part of helping, helping us get there. You're going to be a part of helping us get there. Like a billion lives collectively is what we're after. And so for me, it's all about anything that's in alignment to help me drive towards those billion lives in terms of impact that like it's in alignment for me. But what that also means is on the front end, I have to focus on impact first, right? Monetization is always something we have to pay attention to. But if we focus on impact first, it allows me to have a filter, which is really three things, relationships, value and impact. And so when I'm determining whether or not I'm going to spend time with somebody or go after someone and where and how we do it, it's really Is this an opportunity to build a relationship or enhance a relationship in a way that I might get to new people who could help with that collective impact side? Is there value that I can offer this person, right? In the way that we can kind of go in there and is there value in the way that we can structure that relationship, whether it be for us as individuals or collectively for our audiences and people that we work with? And then lastly, is anything that's gonna happen as a result of this going to impact a life?
0: Yeah.
2: And so for me, when I kind of go through that, that hierarchy, it becomes really simple, right? I see somebody on your wall right there that's become a good friend and mentor of mine, but it started this way. I shared a virtual stage with David Meltzer not that long ago. I mean, it was nine months ago. And I started doing some research on him. And I saw that he has a similar mission to impact a billion lives. So I could have been like, hey, David, you, I see you've built all these things. And it, it, it literally was like, I reached out to him and I said, we share a common mission. We just shared a common stage. Why don't we get together and determine if there's a way that we can mutually benefit each other and and help advance that impact to a billion lives faster? Like that's literally what it was about. And and again, he didn't respond right away, but he did not very long after that. And from there, I've been able to be on three of his shows, right? We've been co-working and co-networking now for six to nine months. Our circles Mm -hmm. have gotten closer and closer aligned. David Meltzer is just a friend and a mentor now, but it started with just asking. And I felt like there was a relationship that could be built and expanded. There's going to be value two ways and we could mutually impact more lives together. So that's that's kind of the way I structure my thought process with my time and my people right now is 100% that. Does it meet those three buckets? If it does, Mm -hmm. I'm saying yes. Even if it means I'm booking it eight weeks out, I'm saying yes, because that's what's going to help us get there.
0: Yeah. No, I love that too. And like when you approach these individuals, like you said, Brian, like you have a mission and every time you do something, you go, is this getting me closer or further away? And you're not going to say yes to things that are getting you further away. So understand what is this person trying to get right now? And so speaking to the podcasters that are listening to this, like think about who is it you're trying to get on the show and what's their mission? What's their message? What are they trying to do? Me reaching out, look, my show has, yes, it has touched on mental health uh, mental, mental wellness multiple times, but it's not what my show is about, but that's his thing. And so I reached out and I said, Hey man, would love to take this message and help you spread it in some way, shape or form. Um, and there's actually a line that I use, uh, when I reach out to people and it's genuine from me. So if this is not you, please do not steal this and start throwing in your messages. If this not, isn't truly <laughs> who you are. Um, but if this is you put this into the message and just say, I would love it. If you took some time out of your day to help me impact my audience.
2: And what that, that does
0: problem. is it removes you and me, right? So it's not about me and growing my audience. It's not about you and, and you trying to make some extra money or sell extra books or whatever they're doing at the time. It's about let's make an impact together. Um, and I it's think better. that really flips the script for so many high end people. I, I know Nate, again, you working with these individuals, is that something you've seen with them? Like, oh, I'll take time out to make an impact.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do 100%. I I, I've, I think that the nature of most good people, they want to do great things. I'll say that again. Um the, at the nature of most good people, they want to do great things. Not usually, that's gold. That's they just gold. usually want to help other people out. I mean, if you don't find those people, that's to me, you, you'll you reach a point in your career career too. It doesn't really matter what somebody can do for you. If it's not adding value to those that you're trying to serve, that you check them off your list real quick of like, hey, that that was a, a good attempt, but yeah. I don't connect with them. Um, but I would, outside of the, the core of who you are and leaving that stuff, I, I would say hope is not a strategy. If you want to be a podcaster and be a thought leader and influencer, hope is not a strategy. It's great. Hey, by the way, let me hope is great fuel. You need hope to fuel your purpose. It's got to get you out of bed in the morning. Hope and purpose get you out of bed, um, but hope doesn't create results. Um, hope leads you to them. So I would encourage you guys to get a strategy, You know, put something together. Do like there's Procter and Gamble strategies, OGSM, objective goals, strategy, and metric. Hey, my objective is to book four appointments this week uh, with podcasters. I podcast. OK you know, what's my strategy? What's my goal? You know, this, how I want to make uh, a million people, I want to, you know, get a million impressions this week, you know, next, you know, what's the strategy? How am I gonna do that? Like, think, don't just mirror what everybody else is doing, take mm-hmm. what we're saying, learn from what we're saying, but you have to adapt it to who you are. percent. Because if you just mirror what other people are doing, um, and you don't put thinking or originality into it, you'll never set yourself apart from the crowd. And one of the main things, you know, this Justin you talk about that. There's so much noise now. There's more There's content.
2: So much noise. There's
1: more content. There will be more content created today, today, than in the entire history of the world before it. Say, let me say that again. There will be more content created today, just today, than the history in the world before it. So the point is, you got to find a way to set yourself uh, outside of the noise. And so part of that is having a strategy of how you're gonna yeah. get in touch with influencers. You know, build a list. You know, I call top one hundred. Whenever I'm prospecting or looking to do something new, yeah. or connect somebody's voice to other people, uh, the top 100, the first top, the first 10 are people I connect with right away, because uh, number one thing I'm trying to do is build momentum. Yeah. Momentum is your best friend. You get a couple under your belt, you get braver, you get smarter, you get wiser. You know, then the next top 10, so that you know, in the top 20, then you start doing what I would call your your goal. Like these are the people I ideally want to reach out with, but I'm one or two off from them. I can call in a favor to get to them you know, I could tell this person to make a connection via phone or text. Yeah. Then you start getting into the 30s. Then you're like getting what I call stretch, man. It's going to be a stretch to find this. Person. But I can do some bold messaging. I can send a cool note. I can do a video if I get their text number. And then as you can see, yeah, it goes down. But the hundred list is very important because you can't just build four. Because if you sit down in the day to try to fill your calendar yeah. um, and you start with 10 people, you're going to run a you're going to run out um, of things to do in about an
0: hour.
2: Well, and at <laughs> yeah. the end of the day, like what I love about what you just said, I mean, in any building business, like you need to know like who am I chasing ideally. Yeah. Right? So the top 100 is really like these are these are like my wish list guests, which by the way, depending on where you're at in your trajectory might not be somebody you're going to land for 12, 18 or yeah. 24 months, right? The other side to building a business is there's a volume play. Oh, it really like I don't care what business you're in, it's a numbers game to a degree. And so you have to have enough critical mass and enough critical activity to be able to generate and feed the engine the way that it needs to be. And so, you know, if, yes, how do we, we're talking about how to land ideal guests, how to land like significant guests, but you need to land guests period, right? And So like, yes, we've got our wish list, but like you can't build a show off a hundred people and you're not gonna land those top hundred, all of them. You're, you might land 30 of them over time. You might land 50 of them, even 10 years longer than that. But like, this is a volume game and then a time game. Mm -hmm. That's how every business is. It's a volume and time game. And so what are you doing to be able to systematize reaching out to your ideal guests, whether they're on the top 100 or not? Because there's ways to systematize. So when you talk about it, it's like, yeah, okay, this week, like what is my daily discipline? Is that I need to reach out to 10 new, new, cold people every single day? And if that's the one thing I can control, which will take me an hour of my time, I can vet 10 potential guests and I've got to systematize this. And then what are you doing to capture the data that you have on the back end so that you can have an appropriate follow-up system that's doing it, right? So some sort of CRM so that you can actually have some sort of management to your process. And then we're getting to the point now where there are so many systems and technology that you can leverage to automate stuff without it feeling automated. I, if I get one more like absolutely like blind LinkedIn sales message that has <laughs> absolutely no relevance to credibility that says something like, oh, we work with businesses just like yours. Really? What does my business do? What does my business do, right? Now, that's cold, that's blind, but you can create systems that aren't cold and blind, Mm -hmm. that allow you to have targeted messaging, that have warmth, that you can have connection and and those types of things. And so that's what I think everybody needs to be thinking about, get your top 100 list, land those guests. But what is your process for landing guests in general? Because that's what's gonna feed the beast. Those top 100, you're gonna get spikes in those episodes that'll add credibility and relevance to your show. But the quality of the content overall is what's going to sell your show. You need quality guests to do that, whether they're top 100 or not. So I think people need to literally segment it in both ways. Who's the top 100 I want to go after? And who's the 10,000 guests that I could target today that might land me the next 500 shows? And I'm going to bring the top 100 into that mix wherever I possibly can. Like, you got to have the long term, the midterm, and the short term strategy. Otherwise, your show is going to flop. And that's true with any business, period.
0: Yeah, no. And and I love that you said that because like my show has become known as this show that you almost people almost do the rounds of large podcasts and they get on my show as well. And so, yeah, I have bigger names certain weeks, but there's also certain weeks where I really love what you're teaching. I love what you're all about. You might have 100 followers on Instagram. Um, yeah. But that doesn't matter to me. What matters is the message. And so that top 100 might be people on your list that other people haven't heard of. Don't always think just because they're a celebrity or just because they have a large following, yeah. it's actually going to help you like or your impact your audience. There, your
2: left shoulder's blocking the picture of a guy that, like, legitimately is. One I don't know of which way. one's my left shoulder. Other, right there. That side. No, other side. Other side. Other side. Well, right there. Move, move, move. Scoot over. It's, it's <laughs> right, right there. Oh, the that guy. Harder. That guy. You get schmucks like that guy on your show every once in a while, <laughs> and then it's like, ah. And then the guy right above him? I mean, come on. You got, you so, got Chris Ross and Brian Bogart. You're, you're dipping the bottom of the barrel to reach us.
0: Everything is reversed on when you use uh, StreamYard. Just a heads up to everybody. I'm not that dumb. I know my right, and my left. It's just reversed <laughs> on all this stuff. If you're watching yeah. this versus listening, but with that being said, it's 100% true. But I love the fact that you go, you have this hundred list and it leads to more. I've done 360 yeah. plus episodes, so yeah. I'm gonna need a longer list than 100 people. Now I had a conversation with you guys a couple weeks ago, meeting Nate for the first time, and Nate goes, "Who do you want to interview?" And I told him, "Well, I told everybody, and nobody knows this guy for some odd reason." And it's Andy. Grammer and I want Andy Grammer to come on my show. And Nate goes, "Oh, I know that guy." Of course he was kidding doesn't know that guy he goes but you should interview richard dolan and he introduced me to richard dolan who that episode comes out tomorrow phenomenal interview um but that's what happens right you go hey here's my wish list but it leads to other incredible human beings that you need to know and you need to be in their space and so be open uh, and build that network of individuals out like if i don't have something lined up i could easily reach out to these incredible human beings i'm chatting to now or whoever and say hey I'm looking for a guest that speaks on this topic. Who do you know? Uh, yeah. And once you build out that network, you're going to be able to, to really dive deep onto any topic that you want, really.
2: Well, I mean, that's the truth. I mean, look at it from from the flip side, right? I'm the only founder of Winject that doesn't have his own podcast. Yet. Yet. I'm going to, well, and I'm about to have like four before you know it, because there's like a whole <laughs> bunch of cool collaborations taking place. But the reason I share that is, I was a guest on your show. I was a guest on Chris's show. I was a guest on Adam's show. I introduced you and Adam to Chris. Right. All four of us end up rounding, rounding the circles. And again, to your point on networking, we're all now in business together, building a community, which again goes back to even what we talked about in the very beginning, community collaboration and collective impact. It's bringing like-minded individuals together to impact the world more broadly. But the four of us have never met in person. You and Adam have met in historical yeah. OG podcast stuff, right? <laughs> But the truth is like, we haven't ever met, but this was hundred percent around networking, figuring out where to build a relationship, add value, have impact, which has led to now we're collaborating on this amazing opportunity to bring people together. And Nate's just a part of it because Nate is a brilliant mind that has access to a lot of different people. And we're like, Nate, come run with us. Like, why would you not? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, and and to, to add to that too, like when you look at, okay, we formed this, but by the way, we didn't get together. I didn't meet you and be like, wow, we need to really start a podcast oh. community and network together. That just ended up happening, but it started Six with giving, right. And, and it, it started with giving value first. Yeah. You introduced me to Chris and Hey, you guys need to know each other. I introduced you to people like this introduction circle happened. We're adding value to each other's lives and going, wait, why does this person keep coming back up? What is it about them? How can I dive into certain things with them? What what makes sense for us to do something together? And I think it was you and I had a conversation and I think you said, I don't know what it is, but we're going to do something together someday, right? Yeah. And Winject is is what is happening because of that. But it wasn't the intention. The intention wasn't what, what can I get out of this? The intention was how do I add value? And if something comes yeah. around,
2: that's where the value happens, right? Yeah, 100%. So Nate, what, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, we've got five minutes left. And you used to run massive events with massive audiences, huge amounts of like people, big names. Could you give us a story of one of the most challenging people that you had to get to and how you got there? No yeah. pressure to deliver on the spot. No, there's a few of <laughs> I think it depends. depends. Uh, you
1: know, let me share one that's more basic that I think Perfect. is more heartwarming. Uh, there was this guy, his name was uh, Chad Vargas. His name, um, and if he's listening, what's up, Chad? Um, he's a speaker and author, but he was he just left basketball, he's left pro basketball, he's in his early, you know, mid 20s, and uh, you know, he wanted to go out and speak in schools and you know, do character education development, yeah. and we wanted to get him in touch with some unique minds and people i think it's more important campaign wise what we did to give people's attention so i wrote out a list of people that we would you know had built in audiences that we can go live and speak to to get his name out there and i was like so we did the classic stuff you pick up the phone i'm i'm dating myself here that's like 15 years ago we didn't have like the blessing of this <laughs> text message follow-up but i still
2: pick up the phone i mean come on no
1: no we were picking up phone and you know we we But I was like, man, how do we just set ourselves apart? And I I kept using this, and I I encourage you with this. If, If you were mailing a piece of mail to somebody, think of your life like this or what you're trying to accomplish. How do you get that piece of mail to rise to the top of the pile? Like, how do you just get to the top of everybody's got all kinds of things. And this is where, when you start mirroring things that you believe other people are doing, that'll work for you instead of just learning from what they do. And then taking the few minutes, it takes the hour and think creatively of like how you set yourself apart from everybody else. So this guy had a contract with Reebok and he had size 17 shoes, size 17 wow. shoes. So instead of mailing out little direct mail pieces, that's brilliant. We literally took uh, all those shoes and bought these big boxes about these big boxes. And we literally would be filled up all the foam balls and all that. And all Chad would write on the shoe is this, just trying to get our foot in the door give me a call.
0: Mm-hmm. And literally
1: it was a cell number. It worked brilliantly. And it's because we were mailing out size 17 shoe. Guess what it did? It rose to the top of the pile and it stood there. And then from there we were able to get random people, you know, people's That's attention brilliant. that you'd never. So my encouragement is like, you know of course, yeah, we did events with Jack you know Jack Welch, Donald Trump, late Stephen Covey, Kim Blanchard, Tony Robbins, Number one guys at that level, if you have someone coming to your events, show them the money. <laughs> I'm trying, yeah. I'm, show them the money and tell them people will be there, but that's a little bit different than for some of us that are are, are watching uh, are other people out there with mass influence get more influence to be a part. I think, I just encourage you don't just look for quantity. I mean, look for quality. Yeah, I, mean, I think the future of podcasting, and I don't have a podcast, by the way. I yet, I'm just I'm really yet. behind the scenes when it comes to thought leadership, and podcasters are now in the rung of thought leaders. There's authors, there's speakers. You know, now you have this podcast influence uh, on the rise, where not just podcasters talking, but they're becoming influencers, they're thought leaders, sure. they're leading the way. But I believe the future of podcasting is going to be held to those with the, that create the most disruption. Um, mm-hmm. I think we live in a very disconnected society. Um, and if we can continue to lead the way with disruption, I meant, don't just look for the next great person to have on your show. Be bold enough to find ones that nobody's heard and share yeah. things that nobody's willing to talk about yet. Find those cats. And then you also have people like man, you just have an episode blow up because like that was unreal content. You have to watch. Yes, through. agree. And so I think don't be afraid to be disruptive in what you're sharing and who you're bringing on as well. So
0: and I'll and I'll add to that too, really quick. You talk about bringing the the people that aren't really known but are really super smart about their topic. Those are always the episodes that blow up because guess how many podcasts Ed Mylett has done? Guess how many podcasts these celebrities have done? They may share it out and hopefully they do. But when they do, why are people clicking? They've already heard that conversation. They already know the story. They've already listened to them on 10 podcasts. Why yours? When it's that person who is super niche, and super smart with what they're talking about, that's the episode that's gonna blow up. Joe Rogan does so well, not because he has comedians on his show, but because he has experts in their field that you may have never heard of. That's just the reality. Obviously, it helps too that he's a celebrity in his own right, but that's a massive part of it. So be that, like bring niche down into certain topics and really explode that from that standpoint. I mean, people are missing that boat so much. So I'm so glad you said that. Like with my virtual event that I just did, I did a panel on mindset. And I realized as we were talking, I'm like, these individuals need to be the leading thought leaders in mindset, but they're not really, they don't have that platform yet. Right. But they have the knowledge and that breakout blew up. And so yeah. it's like, okay, cool. Like keep doing that, which I love. So is there anything else you guys want to add? We have about a minute left.
2: Yeah. I, so I, I, I just want to wrap us up. If you don't mind, I want to hit on the points that I think that, that were most relevant from today. And if there's something I missed, please guys jump in and get it. I think know your value, know your worth. Right. Understand where the types of people that you wanna connect that are really gonna align with relationships, value and impact to be able to grow your show and your audience. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone for your ideal guests because more likely than not, they're the ones that are gonna have the least amount of traffic coming their way. So don't be afraid to reach out and do it. Make sure that you create a system and structure to be able to feed your podcast as a business with a pipeline of individuals. And then make sure that you are looking for ways to disrupt and creative approaches to getting people's attention, not just for getting to guests, but with the continuation and quality of your show. I think that kind of wrapped the show. I think we we did everything that kind of hit it all. Did I miss anything on a recap? No, I think y'all awesome. I'm I'm just I would hey I'm just glad
1: to be the third wheel for the day, man. I'm we good. We, awesome. we might need
2: to have Nate on as a guest again in the future. He he's he, he definitely added some value today. So um with that said I don't know if there's anything else to add but maybe we just call it a wrap. Let's do it. Carolyn hit the music. Hit the music this podcast is
0: part of the WinJect Studios network, where podcasters come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how to apply to join the network, go to www.winject.com. That's W-I-N-J-E-C-T.com. If you're ready to make a difference through podcasting, then we're ready to see you there.